So who is this champ that will be talking to you today? Uh, I'm Jose Fort. I'm from Portugal in Porto. And some facts from Portugal. We like sun, we like beer, and we like to call our kid Jose. So my father is Jose, my uncle is Jose, both of my grandfathers are Jose, and both of my grand-grandfathers are Jose. I, I don't have the tracking for the rest of the family, but uh, it's a lot. So nowadays I work at Infraspeak for almost five years. Um, it's a B2B SaaS company, so we deal with mostly mid uh, to enterprise companies. Okay, is that why attrition for us is so needed? Uh, mostly because we don't have that much volume uh, to to just uh, put more budget in our campaigns, to just uh, have more marketing um, uh, examples and campaigns. Is that why we need that so much? I work with Upspot more or less at the same time I, I came into to InfraSpeak, so more or less five years. Um, we built me and Duarte, our chief of staff, uh, our our account from the ground zero. At the beginning, is that why I love so much Upspot because it's so flexible. So at the beginning, we defined that we needed something uh, custom for our for our strategies for our environment, uh, and is that why nowadays we have more than two hundred custom properties, more than two hundred fifty active workflows. Okay, so tons of automations uh, running uh, every day and we have we have like 200 employees half of them use upspot okay so our hr team our customer success team our sales sales development almost everyone and that is one of the important things that i want to start to say is that usually the worst part of the the crms as upspot is between our share and the laptop so it says humans um, as you understand with 100 people using upspot with so many automations running every day uh cheats happen okay i have some examples uh one day so our sales team uh, time to time when they go to events uh they upload lists of 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 prospects uh, or time to time they get and they upload list of prospects uh, and there were few properties that were not uh, being checked as market as if they have email things that usually salespeople don't want to to double check before importing that uh, so the first thing that i thought okay let's make an automation uh send them to a special list everyone that didn't um pass our criteria criteria of uploading uh, and send an automation to warn uh, our sales team that this and this contact um, is not uh, reliable to, to be in our database. So there was one time that one of our uh, AEs just uploaded 10,000 contacts, okay, um, to to our to our upspot, and she got 10,000 emails in that day. So she can't she couldn't work. The Gmail just went crazy. Uh, but this is one of the important things is that it was easy to reverse the situation it was easy to change that stru that structure that didn't work at all as you can imagine uh, and it's easy and needed to always prepare your structure at upspot or your other crm if you are using other to be easier to reverse things is that why i have eight daily uh, error views in my contacts so every day in the morning is like a routine that i have i check if there are few errors in market definition in channel definition uh, in the path of our customers definition that everything that we use uh, is custom so time to time there are some mistakes that are easy um, to do so that is one of the most important things the other one is a part of investment why i'm putting that in in, in there today it doesn't make sense because i don't uh do or run uh pay that campaign uh no more because i'm focusing on marketing ops i have a team that i'm leading uh that does that but it's quite important to think when i enter five years ago at infraspeak our monthly budget for all our market was 100 euros Nowadays is more than 50k per month. So once again, and this will lead to to the second question, that is the 10x uh, question. This will lead, lead us. So 
if my CEO at that time, at the beginning, like five years ago, asked me how much revenue could, could Infraspeak uh, get if I increase your budget in the next? And my quick answer would be, I don't know, I'm not sure. So there is a guy that uh, I'll, I'll present to you at the end, uh, that is John Miller, that asked that question in, in the Pavilion community. And 40% of the CMOs say that the same thing, they didn't know. And this is quite dangerous for us uh, because if we don't know how to answer why increasing 10X in our budget will get more revenue, we don't know how to answer if they need to decrease us, our budget in 10, 10 times, okay? That will bring few things like education gas from people that are not marketing focus. Uh, for sure, all of you already heard uh, why we are not doing LinkedIn ads because people that work use LinkedIn. Uh, so th this is a common thing. Uh, and of course, the other one is if we need in an increase of the budget and we don't know, uh, it's quite dangerous to, to make that because you are betting on your growth. And then we'll have, of course, more goals, more metrics that are harder to, to, to achieve. And is that why nowadays uh, and today we'll be talking about it. So the, the first thing, and as I said, Jose Ramos, this is my grandfather, and why I'm telling you this? To, to make a metaphor, I use this uh, at Ifraspeak so I could easily explain why it was so needed to have someone focused on, on marketing operations, someone focusing on revenue operations, uh, and it worked, so uh, I'll tell you the same story. So the, this gentleman in here, as I said, is my grandfather. Uh, he was a captain on a codfish vessel. Okay, and how that things worked. They went to, to a part of the ocean, so usually it was in Greenland. He saw on the radar, uh, radar uh, tons of codfish, or tons of things on the radar. He stopped the, the for the 16 men there to jump to the sea with small vessels. Okay, and then they have nets, and each one of them had eight hours in the sea to catch tons of codfish. Usually, uh, each day of work will brought like one ton, two tons. Okay, once again, let's think on the 10x question. So if his uh, boss asked him to, to have 10x more codfish, should he, can, can, could he go to Greenland again? So let's pass to our, our reality. So going to Greenland, it was more or less as our, so if, if Greenland didn't have the capacity to bring in 10x more codfish, uh, it will not able to just go to Greenland. He needed more ships, more um, uh, task force to, to do that. The second one was the radar. That are our metrics, and I'll explain you why each type of metrics are so important. It's because if you were seeing other type, something like sardines, other things like that, and he asked, to stop the boat and send the, the, the mans to the sea, you will lose tens of money with that with that operation. Similar to us, for uh, a bad placement, a bad audience, we are losing tens of money. And at the end, the, the vessels with the man are our channels. So each vessel at the max capacity. So we are not able to, only because our boss is asking us, to, to get more revenue from that, more fish from that. Uh, we are not able to just go to Google search and say, I want to scale this. Uh, uh, if you go to other type of channels, uh, like social, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, you are able to do that. But organic channels, uh, intent channels, as Google search, Bing search, things like that, are not that easy to scale. You just have part of the volume. Once again, that could be important to see, first of all, what we should focus and second uh, the second part is to calculate if our return on investment will be bigger if we try to get way more coffee probably not because as we know uh, we have a limit of, of fish that we can catch we have a limit of leads that we can bring if we don't have a team to to take them off nothing happens so I swear that I'll stop with C metaphors. Uh, but the last thing that I want to say before beginning with the real presentation is that today it's impossible for me to, to explain you each step 
of how to fit how to fish. That's why one of the things that I have at the end of this presentation is a step-by-step -step guide that I made on HubSpot community. The links are there. This presentation will be shared. This and my and the video of the presentation. So don't worry with passing things. Don't worry uh, about taking print screens. We'll left the presentation exactly as it is in here uh, and we'll go for that. So once again, one one of the most important is what solution should I focus right now? So uh, I'll ask for different stages because uh, time to time, and as this sentence says, you have a lot of starting points. You have a lot of examples. Uh, you start to getting uh, having the imposter syndrome. Uh, so it's easy to go step by step. And this was a, a path that took me five years to, to come here. It's not ended. And I'll say at the end, there are even more things to do. But here is our attribution model right now. So you see leads, MQLs, SQLs, mountain pipeline, customers, and demand. Uh, I just call those names like this because it's easier um, to think like that in your in your own experience, but if you look for this leads uh, on the part of leads, we are calling uh, single attribution MQLs and SQLs first and the last touch. Amount pipeline customers is the full path attribution, so we'll, we'll see from leads to customer where they are converting, why they are converting, terms of reasons, and at the end, uh, the demand part it, it will be uh, indirect attribution. So. And why is this so important to, to, to know where our demand is coming from? Once again, if you are on a B2B market, mostly in Europe, nowadays you are, you are feeling that the intent from companies is getting way low. Why that? Because we have the war, because we have uh, the inflation, because we have tens of uh, and decisions. So people are not having the same intent as before. So we need to build that. And we'll talk uh, later on. So starting for the single attribution, for whom is this type of, of um, attribution? For big companies small that don't have that much, uh, like one, two percent on the marketing team, that really don't have a structure to change um, their strategies, because that is quite important. If you are sharing tens of uh, metrics, tens of indicators, tens of actions, um, for the rest of your team that you can do some of that uh, because after that it will, it will just lose tons of time doesn't make sense and usually on um the structure to make more than this that will be just looking for marketing as one channel attribution understanding if they they are capable to bet in other channels and to see the quality of that so starting from that quite easy and as you can see you have two examples in, in here uh the the first one it was it was my custom channels so i made i made that myself and in the in the second one you are seeing the information that upspot to, uh, tells you on the original source property okay so starting with something simple as that as you can see uh, the 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 filters that i use for both uh, reports are the same Okay, and as you can see, you can take any uh, indication from the second report. Okay, it's done information are duplicated. It's quite hard to understand that. And the first one, it was an automation that with the information that I have, uh, and I'll uh, you have that explained on my step by step guide that I'll show you at the end. Um, with an automation using the original source information, is putting those original source data into boxes that's why it's way easier to check that the other thing that i usually recommend in here is to have different type of visions okay so in this case i'm all, uh, just uh, looking for ch a lead channel or acquisition channel drill down two but i have two other views the first one is uh lead or acquisition channel ownership so if it's from marketing from sales from product okay that depending on the 
person that is looking for your report, it makes sense for me, since I'm uh, leading the, the marketing team or the performance team uh, in this case, of course, I want to drill down at the end. But for someone as my uh, VP, as my CEO, they don't need to get so uh, drilled down. So they just want to understand if marketing is having more ownership, if sales is having more ownership, and if they have doubts, they talk with me and we'll make something. Okay, second part, first and last touch. So looking for acquisition channels and conversion channels. Why that part is important? Once again, now that we are in a different stage of the company, we need to understand that there are channels that really perform well as acquisition. So for, for newsletters, for resource-free tools, things like that, uh, for being in your community, for being on webinars like this, and there are few channels that work on intent. So to convert them into customers, okay? Or at least not customers directly, because in our case, it's a big path between being customer, being asking for a demo and being a customer, uh, but at least to ask for a demo, okay? That part, I'll show you once again, another report that I use. I, I have this, how to, to get this explained on my step-by-step -step guides. And in here, you can understand that on the, the, uh, the left side, you have the acquisition channels. On the top uh, side, you have the conversion channels. And we can see, for example, that we had one uh, lead that was acquired from field sales. So from my sales team, they went for an event, they went for a sales mission somewhere. They add that to our uh, to our HubSpot, and then we're able to convert them uh, by email marketing, as example, okay? That things are quite important, mostly to understand how our remarketing campaigns are working, how our life cycle uh, email communication is working, uh, because once again, if we don't look at least like this, okay, we are not able to understand why we are doing email marketing, because usually they don't acquire no one, exactly. They need to be in your database to, to be acquired. We don't understand why uh, for marketing campaigns, okay? Because since you have a sm way smaller audience, you need to pay way more for each impression, for each conversion, uh, and the opposite. So usually it's easy to say, don't make social ads don't make the on b2b markets of course uh don't go for facebook don't go for linkedin uh without uh focusing on uh, demo requests why people say that because they were just focusing on leads that converted directly directly into customers they were not looking for leads that enter and then Okay, hold on. Now passing for the full path attribution. In this part, it's quite important to understand that there are many options to select here. You can once again check the first and last touch of each prospect. You are able to make a linear attribution. Uh, the my advice is to before thinking on each type of attribution do you need to add make a flexible one okay so what we are doing right now at infraspeak in our spot is to uh, track all the um, the conversions in each channel from being acquired to being a customer and then to divide for each stage so of course on, on acquisition channel is only uh, one channel every time because it can't be acquired more than one time from MQL to SQL, it could convert in several channels. So it can be uh, acquired from, as example, uh, from Google search and went to our blog and converted and be, uh, have been acquired uh, as, a, um, as a lead from Google search from that. And it converted in two more channels uh, for our free tools. Okay. And we are uh, tracking all uh, those two channels. And then he got a remarketing campaign or an email uh, campaign and he converted into demo request. Okay, so on as a lead path channel, I have just the, the, the Google search organic channel. And then until conversion, I have three more channels, okay? Then 
After that, he qualified for a demo because we have a sales development team that before passing that to sales, qualified them. Uh, and before doing the demo, until he get to, to an opportunity, adding amount to the pipeline, uh, the guy searched for, for specific case studies, searched for specific review, and he went to other channels where he converted. At Google search, for example. Okay. And at the end, he went and, and became a customer. Why I'm saying that it's important to keep flexible on this? Because we need to understand that for each type of uh, company, there were different parts that had more ownership on the closing part. Most of them usually are after uh, asking for a review, asking for a, a case study. But before that, if we didn't uh, acquire them as um, in MQL, okay, we're not able to pass them for that stage. So is that why I, I keep things flexible? Right now, I'm giving most of the importance to the acquisition and the conversion channel. And then uh, I'm adding the part from amount to customer as velocity, okay? I'm understanding that if I'm not showing case studies, if I'm not showing to those opportunities, it, it's taking longer from that stage to being a customer, okay? But not on the conversion part. So a few examples uh, of things as I'm speaking in here. The first one uh, is the offline conversion. So example, uh, you have campaign one, two, and three from Facebook or Google Ads or other any other platform paid platform uh, and each one of them are giving providing me different number of mqls so in this first vision okay uh supposedly the best channel that we have to be more or less the campaign one because it's giving us some volume of mqls price after that if we look for the opportunities on HubSpot, that is why, why this part is offline conversions, because now, now they don't convert directly from those campaigns. They are converting in this stage after talking with sales. Uh, now looking to this part, we see that the second campaign that was the most expensive one is the one that is bringing us more opportunities on one of the cheapest prices. So what I'm saying with this, this is the first a type of attribution that we need to do here is to send our platforms and platforms so they know that even that campaign one was supposedly working better at the end of the path that once again in average in infraspeak it takes three months okay we say that the best campaign was the second the AI will work way better our campaign will perform way better and the platforms will know who to follow, where to follow, okay? Now, the second thing that we need to, to add, and this is interesting, we are adding way more, but this is the one that I'm using on, on my step-by-step -step guide, uh, that is not only checking the conversion, but the reason of conversion, okay? Two different things that are quite important to understand. How do you check all of this? So my, and this was an advice from our uh, previous uh, customer success from Upspot, Fausto, that told me that add a, a need and field to your forms, okay, with the reason of conversion. In this case, I'm talking about demo, but uh, when it's rich content, premium contents, newsletters, uh, case studies, things like that, all my forms have this hidden field, so our prospects don't see that, and I'm sharing this information um to myself in facebook lead forms in linkedin lead forms even in google lead forms you are able to do that with even fields too uh that will pass that information to to infraspeak and with that we have now two type of information i know the path as i said all that thing from lead to customer but at the same time i have the the reasons of conversion and to understand why this opportunity took longer to become a customer why this opportunity uh didn't want to pass for the next stage and if we merge both of information it it will be quite easy uh to understand that 
mostly the second uh, second example was lack of information. Okay, so things like this are quite important also for us. And at the end, this is the example that I was showing you. So in the first one, you, you can see the complete channel attribution path. That uh, This is a real case from InfraSpeak. I just uh, get got random uh, contacts to, to show you. And then I can check how many, uh, how many they converted in each channel. Of course, we, I needed to push the information uh, further so you could see uh, all of that. What can I do right now with this information? You have two things. One of them is to get uh, an automation that will cut each individual channel uh, after the uh, comma, okay? And you will get the attribution that you want. Like if it's the first part of this line, give them 20% of the revenue that the customer got. If it's the second line, get other percentage that you want, okay? Or you can do in a manual way that is exporting everything for a spreadsheet and then just um, spread the, the data through different columns and give uh, the structure that you want, okay? This is quite important for us right now. We are in that stage of selecting the best attribution model. We already tried tons of them. And I think we are going for an hybrid one, not linear, but linear on the most important stages. And then all the rest uh, will be uh, done after. Okay. And then for us, for B2B, that supposedly this is the stage one. So it will, will be uh, in the first part of this presentation. But since it's way harder to, to track, uh i wanted to 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 present just at the end that is demand so as i said we are feeling and everyone is feeling that at least i'm talking with other companies i'm talking with uh their marketplace as gartner and they they are always uh, all uh, telling me the same that is the intent in europe is getting way low mostly because of all of these uh, indecisions, all of this uh, confusion that we are having here. And if people don't have the intent to search for uh, things like B2 uh, uh, facility, facility management software, like InfraSpeak, uh, things like that, that usually don't have that man, uh, much volume on, on daily basis, we need to build uh, that demand. We need to make people searching for us because if I just show uh, for a cold audience, ask for them right now, ask for a free trial right now on a really complex software, I'll be failing. Okay, so I need to educate before those guys, and then they they will search for myself on their own. Okay, and that's the way that things work on. Uh, B2B mid to enterprise uh, companies. You can't just push uh, a software, a complex software to their faces because otherwise they will not convert. Okay. Things that we can do in here. First of all, and I'll share this, this uh, tool uh, with you at the end, uh, using softwares that will see who is looking into your pages. So. You can really, um, with your uh, paid ads platforms and understand like this cold audience that saw my article, my videos, my whatever uh, is coming to my website, to my blog, and they are looking for things. So in this example, I'm just showing you what I'm sharing with my tag assistant. Okay, so what I'm sharing with my analytics account that someone from InfraSpeak that, that is their domain, that is on the customer dimension five, uh, the number, the range of employees that they have, we have, uh, the, the industry where they are and the technology that they use, okay? I'm sending that to analytics that is integrated with our PayDash platform. So we know that even without converting, I know that people that uh, interacted with some of my ads or some of my articles or some of something are coming back um, 
year. That is quite important. Why? To understand if our demand campaigns, demand generation campaigns, are really working, are really building more demand. Because why is this so complicated? If I didn't add software like this, I was showing some article, some video to someone that stopped and checked the video. Then after two days, you remember, okay, I want to see more things from those guys. I want to, to enter the community. I want to check their blog and they will, will search on, on Google or on Bing and came to my blog or website. If I didn't add that, the attribution would be for Google search. But in reality, was my demand gen campaigns on the back that push them for, for that. This is one of the solutions that we have we use this part on demand base uh i didn't add time that guide i'll at the end i make a promise of delivering that until the end of august i'll have my vacations before that but then i'll be clear uh to to do that and the other one is something that i really didn't like at the beginning this was a an advice from one of my colleagues that was making a simple question on our forms uh, that was how did you hear about us at the beginning i thought that it was really lame to ask that question uh to ask that question without uh giving options but it showed me tons of things tons of articles explaining uh, that if you make options usually they will select the first one that that appears for them um and if you ask that and as you can see on the other example is an attribution report you can see that, for example, one of them has ownership, uh, acquisition ownership, and the guy said, already worked for one of our clients. So th this is a referral. I need to give some attention to those type of guys. At, on the second line, you can see co-workers reference. So once again, referral. On the other one, one of our events. So there are a few things that we think that we know, but when we ask people, um, we see that now be careful. I'm not saying that this will be our main source of attribution because people can lie. People can usually don't remember that path, but it's important once again, to give a percentage of ownership to the answers of that. Now we'll say, okay, but I have um, on monthly basis, uh, 500, 1000 new leads. Uh, on our my contact base, it will be impossible to share by one, of course. Is that why HubSpot have workflows? And it, if you check that, and I, I've made the same with the channel, so you have tons of options on the original source data, uh, similar to this. So, as in the original source or latest source information, in near you will see that we'll all, always have patterns of, of answers. You just need to keep uh, building those partners. It's quite easy to make that on a, a spreadsheet file. And then every time that you have any one that doesn't uh, match none of your options, you can update the workflow. It's the, the way that I make for, for um, acquisition channel and conversion channel. It will be the same thing that I'll make for this. Okay. And now why we are doing all of this first of all the first question that you could make is that will do you this is the the end of the path of course not so one of the things that we are making right now is to select the main contact from um from each uh, opportunity so i'm tracking the one from leads mqls sqls getting customers when we're talking about b2b we'll have tens of uh, contacts associated to that deal. Nowadays, we just uh, select the one that opened the door. So it's not, not the, the, the most, the, the people with most authority is not the one that will use our uh, platform. It will be the one that requests them. Why we are doing this? Quite simple, the, the idea and something similar happens uh, at InfraSpeak, so every, for example, to close with Clearbit, like that, supposedly should be making ads 
to my VP of growth because it will be the one that approves my budget. But I will be the guy that will take 10 demos, make a spreadsheet, select the best solution and tell to my VP which one of them I want. So this is similar to that. I don't want to see uh, to know with the, the or what was the best the path of the most um, important people uh, person on the company. I don't want to know the path of the one that will use my platform. I want to know the ones that to enter in their company. That is quite nice for now. It's taking us uh, less time, way less time than than you could think of. Uh, so every time that we open a deal, we just select with the associated contact that is the map. That all all that channel information, acquisition information, conversion information pass to the deal, and then I look for revenue amount in pipeline together with the information passed by the contact. Now one thing that we are checking is that our structure also should be account based because okay this guy this type of guys girls are the ones that are opening the doors to us but then some director of it some uh ceo there are different levels of authorities will be on the stage between amount to customer and they also have conversion so they also uh require and nowadays our next step it will be to gather that keep looking for the main contact for conversion purpose but then looking for the rest of the the guys from each company that we can interact and understand the attribution that we are giving can uh add velocity to the process okay all good for now nice so then after after that what could we do with all this structure okay there are way more things than uh, here but as you can see we already just have 15 minutes to to the end of the presentation look for the guides each one of them have like 15 16 minutes of uh, reading the step-by-step -step is really really a step-by-step -step. everything that is supposed to do it's there so don't be um worry about that just some examples that uh, we can take from this so the first thing that I, I want to say is know how to select your metrics so I usually use the example uh, of Byron someone that I'll also share in here to follow uh, that is the example of the car so if you are driving and the light the of the engine lights up that is an indicator your car is still working you can get still to the point that you want it's an indicator that probably something is bad with your car but everything is working so the same thing applies to to your to your process there are few few things an indicator of good things or bad things but that they are not necessarily a metric that says okay things are bad things are good let's change and i'm saying that and this is the first example for the toxic wheel this was something that happened like two years ago at infraspeak uh where we are using mqls without criteria okay so nowadays to be an mql marketing qualified lead you need to uh, to to have some of the criteria that we say in terms of size in terms of um industry in terms of authority of the person the ones that are not mqls get email uh, entering the marketing cycle to push people that will have the authority to push people uh, that have the size and the industry that we want but we are just just passing for our strs people that really rely on those criteria the other thing was that before it was only needed to ask for them and what was happening with that so we had a high volume of mqls since we didn't have criteria most of them were rejected or unqualified so the 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 rate of our campaigns of our inbound campaigns was getting lower planning a new quarter a new year we our numbers were saying to us a to get way more mqls than that so after that since organic is not scalable on such a speed uh time frame uh quick time frame everything was 
going to to pay that all that new overload of new m12s was getting there for opening our policies not segmenting to get more sqls the quality rate was getting even lower and then on the next quarter we were asking way more mqls than the the last quarter okay so we are making a toxic wheel there was few examples of strs that were totally overload with tasks and not reaching their goals and we had a talk like hey let's talk we are looking for the wrong thing so we start to make our criteria that now that i'm talking and i'm looking for those guys talking about this two years ago i want to call them stupid but it's something so simple that usually we need to stop and understand once again this was a bad indicator this was a bad metric because we didn't have indicators of quality in this metric nowadays we have the quality and for example in brazil that is quite easy to convert people into them requests we are getting like 10 10 seven times less uh, mqls than in those times and you are getting way more customers way more opportunities because we are focusing on the ones that really matters for our structure second one of having so much attribution is to understand the different type of interactions that each channel should have. So I had at the beginning, once again, educated guests that we need to be prepared to answer uh, those educated guests. Tons of people saying paid ads usually bring uh, MQLs with, or SQLs with bad quality. And I was not understanding why, because I was looking for each contact individually, and they were a fit uh, for our our proposal. And then I tried to understand one thing: it was the time frame that the SDRs were picking the phone to to contact those those prospects after them being converted. And what was happening? So they didn't have priorities on those tasks. So every time that someone was converting, was getting into the list. Well, completing the list and they, they were taking more or less more than two days more than three days one thing that i tried on leads coming from um social ads mostly or display ads was to give the priority so as soon as someone converted it will appear on the task list for for the sdrs and they needed to call right now when i'm saying right now it's in less than two hours the quality of those totally changed and now, once again, now that it was done, it's easy to understand. Okay, of course, people that are seeing a display ad for the first time, they don't know anything from InfraSpeak. They don't know any, anything from our product. They convert in a form because they were attracted. And you take three days to contact them. Usually, they were asking, who is InfraSpeak? Why are you calling me? They forgot that. When someone was looking for InfraSpeak on Google search, Google search ads, channels with intent, of course they knew who was in first peak because they had the they were proactive to search for them so now we made that change and our ads are working quite well before that change Something simple that because we have all those attribution um actions and that's to the other teams to, to help us the other one that is quite important for for casting uh, impactful metrics and in here you can see that i add like tons of different um metrics so leads from the uh, from direct channels mqs from direct channels something for the same thing for organic paid search gpc for different uh, for the same time frame so different uh, or several months uh, of a year and i made something that is called uh the correlation uh from pearson that is some st statistic calculation that will help us to understand if those metrics are correlated or not. So if some, something as direct MQLs will increase, or sorry, in this in this example is different, is different. So if something as demand gen reach, demand generation campaigns reach uh, is increasing, it will increase the coming from direct channels is changing something from organic and one of the things that we checked is that the reach didn't change anything okay so we could be on those campaigns be reaching or having one million impressions 
that was not changing directly more leads from organic, more leads from uh, direct traffic. But when we are checking the demand gen content seekers, that is some people that interact with our ads that uh, have seen at least 50% of the video that we are sharing or at least 50% of the article. So they made at least 50% scroll of the article that we are sharing. And after that, they are considered as content seekers. And that part is really uh, changing that metric. I'm showing you this uh, demand part, but you can make the same for uh, sales qualified leads, for opportunities. What is changing uh, the number of opportunities? How can I predict how, many, how much uh, opportunities I will have in three months with the MQLs that I have right now? Okay. And before just closing your eyes and going for it and trying to make like a really simple forecast, try to make this test and it's quite easy. So if it's close to one or if it's uh, above uh, 0.5, it's because Fs have correlation. The, mo the, the most that is closer to, to number one is the one that have more correlation. If it's below that, be careful. The correlation is not that good because what they make is to put the number like in a, in a, in a board, trying to put all the dots from those different metrics in there, draw a 10 line and understand if there is connection on each different stage. Okay. Once again, I'll talk about that step-by-step -step guide. Uh, don't worry about it, but it's quite important to, to check if you are following the right metrics. The second one is to predict your results. So I'm showing you the examples of percentage. I'm not showing the results of your speak um, from last year from Q4, uh, where on the week one of October, I was able to be 89% correct from the end results of, of the month. Okay, so in the first week on, because every Friday, uh, I make a, a sync meeting with my performance team and all the sales. Uh, show them if we keep like this, this will be the result at the end of the month. And that is done by, once again, uh, calculus that uh, bring us those numbers. Once again, the level three that uh, I'll share, the, the article that I'll share, I'll explain you step-by-step step how to do this. Uh, but at the end of this quarter, so through the four weeks uh, of these three months, we had an uh, error margin of 10%. Okay, so this is quite nice. Okay, of course, it is not. we are not able to, to be sure that at the end of the month we'll be there, but that at least we are sure that we should say to our team, we, we should make some actions and change our structure of if we uh, could keep everything as it, uh, as it is, and it was only or simply a bad week. Okay, then, now, not the why, things that you, I think that you should check. John Miller, that talks a lot of ABM, pipeline activation, that thing that we are still working on at InfraSpeak, but it works quite well. We are already doing few things like this. So checking people on, in our pipeline that is quite big right now, that are dormant, and then attribution channels that, and experiment that uh, to reactivate those guys. And it's quite weird that time to time we have people that didn't uh, talk with us after asking a demo no more. Then two years after we try to make those things and they convert on that day and they are having a, an opportunity to customer time frame really, really uh, lower than supposed. For RevOps and being an spot champion, so explaining what type of content you should uh, look for uh, to work better with HubSpot, uh, to understand more what are the results. Talking about Matt Ballion and the Rev Partners uh, series. Okay, they make today, I think it's starting this uh, RevOps Rev summer school. Quite nice. I think you should keep, uh, you could uh, apply for the next two days. It's quite nice. Growth mindset. So, this type of thinking like uh, what is an indicator, what is metric, 
those three guys quite nice and for some tools clearbit that is quite nice on that part that is sharing all the information to my analytics page um, about the company of course i'm not able because of gdpr to know who is the individual person but i could know who in some of my ads and from each company that is not uh, a problem with that clarity that is a solution as Ochar, but uh, the free version have more options than Ochar. is that why i always share clarity xlm minor analysis tool that is the thing that bring me this information so you don't need to know how to make these calculations they'll make by yourself quite easy to use also HubSpot and Google Sheet integration, that is the solution that I have today uh, to make this forecasting calculation. So I, on a daily basis, I use uh, HubSpot report because I have the more, uh, it's my truth of uh, source of truth. Okay, on that day, I have the information for that. But to make those forecasting calculations, right now, I'm not able to do that, at least with my, my uh, package of of uh because i don't have upspot operations i'm not able to make forecasting with my own calculation with their calculation uh properties so i need to send the on a daily basis the information to a spreadsheet that spreadsheet will make the calculus and will give me a dashboard saying for this metric in this market this will be the forecasting okay so i need to make that on a, a spreadsheet and at the end a veronics that is a quite nice solution to also pass information from uh, paid ads platform so facebook ads linkedin ads twitter uh, google all of that for a spreadsheet is free okay there are a few things that if you want you need to pay for uh but it's quite nice why that to merge the information from your forecasting and the amount that you are spending once again you can do the same uh, in upspot because we have the, the ads section on, on the marketing part uh but we are not able to make the calculation on upspot right now so it will be something that for now it's in our spreadsheet i'm joining information from upspot with information from platforms with upspot i have all the information from organic of course in the part i was missing because I, i'm not able to pass that to to the spreadsheet uh missing the information of cpcs impressions reach uh cost per goal okay and then I have in my spreadsheet all this information. I'll show you how to make that. Uh, at the end, as I said, for the first level, so for the single attribution, I already made the article. Uh, for the second stage, so for I'll already make the article step by step guide. And at the end of August, I'll launch my, the third level from opportunity to customer and then for demand go to Webspot community if you want to check that give kudos if you like the articles but follow me if you want to to get uh, the third article and give me feedback i really want to see if someone is already using uh this structure to understand if it's working for my my structure but we need to make some uh, changes on other other type of business other type of companies uh i'm more than open to to help everyone doing this so be free um to to ask for that and now it's the end obrigado it's thanks in portuguese once again uh hope you enjoy it and sorry for being a little late <laughs> that was that was incredible there was a massive amount of information that you shared and and i mean i took away a lot from that it's really really good to see real world examples of companies who are using attribution reporting i think we're we could have gone off and done a demo of, of HubSpot's attribution reporting tool. And, you know, there is a place for that. And we'll probably come back to that at some point. But I think the power of this is, is the practical, the practicality of seeing it in, uh, you know, in real use. I, I love the, I, I love a, a number of things about it that that sales forecast at the end was brilliant. If, you know, this, the number of um, sales directors that I could talk to who would kill to be able to say, you know, 10%, um uh accuracy of their sales forecast every month you know because many people don't know they just don't know the level of risk and and uh and accuracy and it, and, and it can vary a lot and putting some hard data on that 
is really, really interesting. Um, I like the way that you're doing semi-manual clarification halfway through that. So you're, you're, you're qualifying those leads um, by using freeform text and then using workflows to clean that up afterwards. That's, that's really powerful um, scales. Uh, one quick question, I'll, I'll fire you one question and then we can finish it off because we are running slightly late. You were measuring leads, um, MQLs, and you were also measuring opportunities and looking at different channels. And that was that was fascinating. Do you take it further and go right the way through to revenue? So you might, and you know, on the third column there, you might have, you know, this particular channel might be generating fewer uh, deals, but those deals might be of a larger size in terms of revenue and, be and benefit to the company. Do, do you go that far? So right now we are just adding the revenue on the opportunity stage. So after people seeing demo, so they are already talking with sales, but it's something that we are already doing that is to add revenue to the SQL stage, because right. it's quite really important to understand what we have in our pipeline. So in this, mostly on, on these times of crisis on whole Europe, you need to understand that you have, okay, I have 50K uh, SQLs in dormant stage. How much is their value? What should I do? Why I'm not getting there? Because it's quite easy uh, to say acquire, acquire, acquire. But now that we are in these times that it's way more expensive to acquire new things, we need to work with the other teams and understand that. So yes, uh, I took that information. In, few in some markets, our go-to-market strategy says that we could go for channels with that low amount uh, on revenue. In others, we are sure because they are way more expensive and we really need to, uh, to comply with the investors' criteria on those channels that we can't have handle this type of clients. Uh, because after that, and in our case, it's quite important to, to understand the value of the customer. As soon as they buy our, our product, they have one month of implementation with a team, a customer uh, implementation team, and then they have always customer success team uh, in this in our package. So if we have like a 60 euros, 100 euros client, we are thinking hours from our customer success team that is way more value than that. And the, the worst part is that usually small clients have more doubts, have more needs. Absolutely. So it's really important to to fire some type of clients. Uh, it was something that at the beginning, so one of the things that I made uh, at Infraspeak when I came, because we just had 100 euros uh, uh, budget for paid ads. So I was doing paid ads and at the same time I was STR for Infraspeak. And since I was the only one, I was doing demos to everyone that was asking. And I was losing tons of time with guys that were students, people that don't even add laptops so they were seeing a complex uh, demo in their phones uh, and of course it's way nice to, to have those numbers, numbers. numbers. Uh, but when you start looking for all the things that you were not doing because you were losing time 40 minutes demo with someone like that uh, we'll start to to try to put criteria to understand why they shouldn't pass yeah. And, and that that's another thing I picked up from from the presentation. You were using hidden properties on forms to classify the the reason um, for people to convert. So you can then put those exactly. in different buckets. Yeah. Oh, and, and that that, that way I'm able to merge information from channel and the reason that is quite important. Okay, so Facebook Ads yeah. is bringing me tens of people asking for demos, but they are not getting me tens of people asking to be in our community. Okay, things like that. And then we'll yeah. have like a really nice placement stack uh, for different yeah. reasons. I, I think what the other thing I would take away, um, a, a level of caution, I suppose, is it works if you've got the volume of data. So, you know, you, you've got, I should imagine, quite a lot of traffic to the site driven by paid, organic, all these different channels. Not everybody has that volume. And so you've got to be a little careful making presumptions with, if you don't have statistically significant numbers, right? Mm -hmm. So, so ju just just a level of caution. Don't jump to conclusions because you've got you know large numbers here or large numbers there. If, uh, if you don't actually, that is what is Don't get things off 
without being totally sure, uh, but at least be aware. Yes. And time to time, uh, so it was not a decision from one day to the other, like we are starting cutting everyone, giving this criteria. We're putting levels of criteria that time to time were getting more restrict. Uh, but of course, at the beginning, it was impossible. Is that why five years ago, I was just looking for the, the acquisition channel. Today, yes. I'm looking for the whole. Absolutely. It's a, it's a journey. Yeah. yeah. Listen, we're going to wind it up. I really appreciate your time and sharing your expertise. Um, I'm sure the community are going to love this. We're going to put this out into the HubSpot community. Give us a couple of days to turn around the recording and edit and everything else. Um, and anybody who's signed up will get an email with a link. Uh, fantastic. Jose, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Lud. Always open to right. talk with you. Thanks. Guys. <laughs> nice. No yeah. problem.